RJ Davis has a chance to come back to North Carolina and turn himself into an absolutely legendary Tar Heel point guard. Why should he come back? I'm about to tell you. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Friday, March 24th, 2023. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for joining us on today's show. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started coming up on the show we are going to talk about why rj should stay and why rj should go it's just part of a series we do after each basketball season stay or go and then we talk about it we're also going to look at there's been a lot of ian jackson rumors we've got to unpack that and we've had some transfers off the women's basketball team we'll look at that as well as our heels of the week we do that every friday so Let's start, though, with the positive. Why should RJ come back? Let me start by saying I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well. Obviously, these are just coming from me and the way that I process these things. But I'd love to hear from you, too. Why do you think RJ Davis should stay in school? Number one, I've got a list of about six or seven here. So we're just going to rattle through them. Number one, if, big if, Caleb doesn't come back if Caleb either turns pro or transfers um, which we'll find out we don't yet know as the time of this is recording but if he does come back I'm excuse, excuse me if Caleb doesn't come back this is RJ's opportunity to be the dude in the backcourt I know there are other the dudes in the backcourt along with him Seth is just going to continue to grow Simeon Wiltshire Simeon Wiltshire coming in is an absolute stud DeMarco Dunn Anybody else Carolina brings in in the transfer market or if Elliot Cadeau chooses to come to school, um, I, I get that it fills it up. But there's just been this kind of alpha dog struggle back and forth between RJ and Caleb these first three years. You've probably felt that. I feel like I have too. I know publicly they say everything's good and and I, I believe that. But in terms of like who is the playmaker? I feel like, and I know a lot of others um, think that that needs to be more specifically stated that it's RJ. And I would just love to see how he's able to do that without Caleb alongside him there. Now, I'm not saying that Caleb should or shouldn't come back at this point. We'll do that show uh, next week. But right now I'm just saying if Caleb doesn't come back, I want to see what it's like with RJ as the man. Number two, why should RJ stay? He would have had a monster year this year, 2022-23, if it were not for that finger issue. You saw how he performed when he, his finger was feeling better, when he didn't have the t- when he felt comfortable to take the tape off his finger, just absolutely lighting it up. I mean, you you watch these games, it felt like he could not miss like the five game closing stretch of the season where he shot over 50% from three or the stretch leading up to where he re-injured his finger. And he was doing that same thing earlier in the season. Could you imagine 
RJ doing that the majority of the season, as long as he's able to keep that finger healthy, man, I would love to see a, a tapeless, unfinger hurt RJ the entire season. We, I think we got more of that his sophomore year. I'd love to see that again his senior year, and I think it would really help his stock. Number three, why should RJ stay? Quite frankly, talent-wise, he should go and turn pro. But from a size, a stature standpoint, unfortunately, he's a little bit shorter than what the NBA is looking for. I hate that for him. Um, And there are certainly examples of guys his size or smaller that have done well and have made it. But unfortunately, those guys are the exception rather than the rule, right? It's not that we say, oh, you know, this guy and that guy, right? Like when we start having those conversations, those are the exceptions, not the rules. And, And unfortunately, that's RJ. And that's just what God has either given you or not in terms of height. Like I'm 5'11". It's just not the reality for me in my life. So that is what it is. And that is what it is for RJ. So I think because of that, it's like if he's going to overcome what the NBA sees as a big slight with his size, then he's got to show just absolutely show out. So that's number three. Number four. Did you watch Kansas State and Michigan State on Thursday night? I hope you didn't because this basketball game was insane. But did you see Marquise Noel, little buddy from Kansas State, who's shorter than RJ, shorter than me, quite frankly, just out there filling it up, set an NCAA tournament single game record for assists with 19 and had 20 points to go with it, five steals. Like that could be RJ. RJ is every bit the score of heat that, that Marquise Noel is. But I bring this up because I think that RJ could also be the playmaker that Marquise Noel is. That's what I want to see more of from RJ. I want him to stay in school and be 2009 Ty Lawson, who averaged 16.6 uh, points per game and 6.6 assists per game. I want to see RJ calling his own number but then able to just dish the ball at an uncanny level that he's not done before. That's what I'm looking for for RJ. Be the scorer, but be that distributor. Be that playmaker. I think he can absolutely do that. Uh, A couple other things for why RJ should stay. College life. So many people just talk about, if I have the opportunity to stay around and be a college student a little bit longer, why wouldn't I do that? Oh, and by the way, not to mention, if everything we know about his and Deja Kelly's relationship is true, she's going to be a senior next year too, and all all indications are that she'll stay and be a part of the Tar Heels. So it would make sense for RJ to do so too. So if he loves the college life, live it up. Because part of that now, and the next reason RJ should stay, is NIL money, right? Like, that is a very real thing. I, I mean, and it seems like he's not bringing that in at the level that perhaps Armando is, but people want RJ Davis, right? Like he is a marketable commodity. You hate to call it that, but that's what it is when we're talking about advertising and things like that. Um, I I would want RJ repping my brand and I'm sure a lot of others do too. And so he has an opportunity not to just be a college student, but to make some real money while he's doing it. So why not? Why not delay? Especially if you're not a surefire NBA pick. Why not cash as much as you can? Keep in mind, RJ 
his class is the last one that has COVID eligibility. So he technically could come back twice more. Not putting it past him. Leaky just did it. Armando's doing it. Why not RJ as well? And then the last thing is just on-court success. When you have that taste of the national championship within your reach like Carolina did last season and just fall short, but then also when you experience here like what happened this year and similar to what we said about Armando, you know that a big part of it is because you were injured and couldn't do your very best. I mean, you start combining these little nicks and injuries and bruises that happen and that, that adds up to losses that otherwise might have been wins. And I think that's a real thing with RJ's shooting. You just can't get around that. And it's not his fault. It, it just is what it is. But if I'm RJ, I, I want to come back for that opportunity to get a championship, whether it's ACC regular season, whether it's NCAA tournament, ACC tournament, whatever it may be. And oh, by the way, let me work on trying to get my jersey in the rafters while I'm doing this, right? I, and I'm not saying necessarily that RJ would be on that, that front row of retired jerseys, but I think he's got a real shot at, at like be an ACC player of the year. Why can't that be a reality for RJ next season? Right? Like I think he could do that. And if so, you get your Jersey up there. So why not? And I know that's an individual accolade, but, but when you're doing things like that, it's because your team is also doing really well. So I could see that for RJ, lots of good reasons for him to stay. And I think quite frankly, they outweigh the reasons for him to go, but there are reasons to go as well. And we're going to talk about those in just a second. But first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So download the FanDuel Sportsbook app right now. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored and three-pointers drained. Make sure you check out the lines for tonight's Sweet 16 action. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Once again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn all about it. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Okay, so we just looked at reasons for R.J. Davis to stay in school, have his senior year at North Carolina. And now we want to kind of flip it and look at maybe reasons why he should not stay. Now, again, you already heard me say, I think the the reasons to stay are, are weightier and heavier and in R.J.'s favor. But we do need to consider this because you just don't know what might a young man or a young woman might be thinking or his family or the conversations he's had with the coaching staff. And so we got to take all that into account. And remember, these conversations are no longer just like stay in school versus turn pro. Now it's stay in school, turn pro or transfer, because since you can do that and play right away, that is a very real consideration for these student athletes. So uh, number one, a reason RJ should go. If Caleb co does come back last in the first segment, we talked about if, if Caleb does move on somewhere, 
that might mean RJ should stay. But if Caleb stays, maybe that's a reason for RJ to go somewhere to be the guy. (laughs) If he can't do that at North Carolina, maybe he wants that opportunity to show NBA folks what he can do when he is, to put it in football terms, the main ball carrier, the bell cow, right? Like, if you're a fantasy football player, you're not looking for a timeshare in the backfield. You're, you're looking for who's the guy that's going to get literally every carry. I want Jonathan Taylor for the Colts because nobody's taking carries away from him. Maybe RJ wants to show that. And if he doesn't have that opportunity at North Carolina, he might want to find it elsewhere where he can be the dude. There are plenty of schools like Kansas state. We just talked about Marquise Noel where RJ could just go and score and distribute and be the dude. That's a real possibility. Number two, a reason RJ should go. I, I, I know it might sound wrong or something that you don't want one of your players to do, but I'm an advocate for why not go test the NBA waters. <clears throat> you could do that and you you find out that somebody really, really wants you and you get a guarantee. If so, congrats, move on, get paid and go show out in the NBA. But at the worst, you're finding out like, what do the NBA people want me to legitimately and truly work on? Then I'm going to take the summer and I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to prove it at North Carolina, as long as it fits within what the coaching staff is asking of me to do, right? You're not going to go outside of that just to show the NBA what you're doing. But if he goes and tests these waters and learns, hey, here's what I need to do. Cool. Way to go, RJ. Proud of you. Come back to school and let's see it, right? Like that, why not go through that process? It makes all the sense in the world. Now you can even have an agent to help you guide it as long as it's like an NBA approved agent. Knock yourself out and then come back or do it. And you never know, you might get a guarantee and then you can go on. If so, we love you. We're proud of you. Best of luck, (laughs) right? Yeah, I can get behind that. Um, Another reason RJ might want to go is we said in the first segment, maybe he wants to be finished with college or maybe he wants to stay in college, excuse me. But on the flip of that, Maybe that's not true. Maybe he's done with college. You you just don't know. Some people, it's like, yeah, that's, that's fun and fine, but I'm out. And so maybe that's him and he wants to move on to the next phase of his life. If so, I get it. The college life is not for everyone. Now, again, it seems like he would want to stay and, and finish off, but you just never know. And unless, have you had a conversation with RJ or his family? I haven't had one about it. So we wait to see on that. So those to me are just some of the reasons why RJ might want to go. And again, I believe, I've always believed it's in RJ's best interest to come back to school or to stay in school. But you at least got to test out the different options. You got to process it and think through it and figure that out. And so I don't want to just assume, oh, the NBA doesn't want RJ, so he's going to come back. That, that It's just not that cut and dry, and we can't treat it that way. So until we hear definitively from RJ or from North Carolina or from his family, we won't know, but we'll wait with bated breath to find out. Now, 
Speaking of recruiting and staying and going and all that, I've been getting lots of questions about Ian Jackson and Rick Pitino and all sorts of St. John's rumors. So we need to address that and we're going to, we'll sort that out. Plus the women's team has had some transfers out as well. And of course, as we do every Friday, our heels of the week. We'll do that in just a second. But first, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. The Built March Madness Bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I'll be voting for that churro bar because it's so good. And if you want your favorite team to win, then you'll be voting as well. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50, count them 50, lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Plus, one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered straight to your door every single month. You gotta try Built, the best protein bar ever. They're so good. And what makes them that way? Well, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're high in protein and low in sugar. That's right. So good for you as well as tasting good. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. Built Bar, a proud sponsor of the Locked On Network. All right, folks, we're going to wrap up this week and this show with several odds and ends. Now, first, it's not often that I am inundated with like, hey, would you talk about this? Can I hear more about this? Would you tell me more about this? But every now and again, there's something that everyone wants to know about. And right now, it's the Ian Jackson news. So here's the backstory. Rick Pitino earlier this week after Iona lost in the NCAA tournament took the head coaching job at St. John's who had recently fired Mike Anderson. Well, one of the things for Rick Pitino is that he already lives up there. He said one of the reasons he took that job is he doesn't have to move. And if you know Rick Pitino, you know that he can recruit like crazy. He's also a phenomenal basketball coach. And so one of the things he's going to want to do is keep local talent there in the New York City area. St. John's is in Queens. Cardinal Hayes is in the Bronx. That's where Ian Jackson goes to school. And so there have been these rumors about, and and like from Cardinal Hayes to St. John's University is like 15 miles, something in that, right? Like 13, 14, 15 miles. And so there, there's all this wonderment of like, is Rick Pitino going to steal Ian Jackson from North Carolina? So that's what I've been getting a lot of questions about. Is Rick Pitino going to take Ian Jackson? I get, I get the question because of what happened around this time last year. April, Gigi Jackson commits to North Carolina. And then whenever it was, decommitted, re committed to South Carolina and reclassified so that he could play this year. And so I think because that happened last off season, I think we all legitimately in the Carolina family have a lot of fear and trepidation of like, Ooh, I never thought that would happen, but then it did. And so now I think it could happen again. Right. I get that. I, I I feel that, but I, I don't think we should assume that every situation is the same, even though like with Gigi, 
that was he's from South Carolina. That was him staying close to home. With Ian Jackson, it would be the same thing. Him um, decommitting from North Carolina, committing to St. John's and staying closer to home. But I don't think we should assume that it's always the same scenario. Um, frankly, at this point, there's not a lot of actionable intel. Early in the week, from, from everything I've read and seen, Ian and his camp were firm in his commitment to North Carolina, but that he's open to hearing from Coach Patino. And I, like you, you get that. Um, you would rather not, <laughs> right? But you understand that things like that are going to happen. That's just the nature of recruiting. Like, oh, hey, one of the most legendary coaches of all time moves into my neck of the woods and is trying to keep guys close to home. He's going to want to see if he can keep me around. I hear that. But also, Ian Jackson is somebody who, admittedly from him, didn't love all the, the hoopla and the, everything that went on with the recruiting game. Like, it was just a lot, and he was ready to be done with it. Um, you might recall, even on commitment day, everyone thought he was going to Kentucky, but then things start, the tide started to change, we'll put it that way. And I was like, oh, this dude's going to commit to North Carolina. And so somebody who felt that way that went through all that and decided to come to North Carolina, I just don't see him saying, ah, I'm out on that. I'm going to go to St. John's, especially, especially for a high draft pick. Like things didn't go well for Gigi Jackson this year. He, he had some, some good moments, certainly played really well, but he also had some not great moments. He also had some, kind of missteps with social media and some other things. And part of that's being at South Carolina. And so even though you, you see that Gigi Jackson did that this year, you also see that it didn't necessarily work out great. Didn't win much. Not that North Carolina won a ton more, but they did win more than South Carolina. And so it's going to be quite the rebuild at St. John's. I mean, they'll get it done. And I think they would love to have Ian Jackson as a cornerstone of that rebuild. But as somebody who is top five, top three in his class, does he want to bet his development, bet his um, his winning on that? Maybe. But I don't think so. So for me, this is the kind of thing it's like, hey, let's let's not get worried about this until it's something to get worried about. And maybe it never becomes something to get worried about. And if so, perfect. But for right now, I'd say let's just pump the brakes on it and we'll continue to gather intel and find out what we need to find out. Deal? Deal. Okay. Let's move on to the women's basketball team who have had two transfers of their own this week. We learned earlier that Destiny Adams was going to transfer out after her sophomore year. Uh, had a very solid year, averaged 17.2 uh, minutes per game, started four games, averaged about just over four points a game. In this day and age, you're frankly not shocked or dismayed by anyone. You know, I, I said yesterday, I guess I was floored by Puff Johnson deciding to transfer out. So I, I guess I'm kind of contradicting myself there, but I, I shouldn't be surprised is what I mean to say, right? Like, it, it's just the deal now. So with Destiny Adams, I'm like, I get it. I get it. Maybe you want to go somewhere where you're guaranteed 
to be a starter. And Carolina's got a lot of talent coming in, a lot of talent staying, and there's no guarantees for that. The one that did take me by surprise, and I shouldn't have let me, but it did, was that on Thursday, Kennedy Todd Williams decided to transfer. Quite frankly, this one shocked me more than Puff Johnson because Kennedy has been a starter. She's been a part of this upcoming senior class with Utsby and Deja. Um, and I just thought, man, th- this group's going to be together. They're going to be this class for Coach Banghart that really, really helps turn the tide and put Carolina into like that top 10, 15, 20 elite programs in women's basketball. But she's deciding to move on. So that is what it is. Again, this was a massive shocker to me. But here we are. And Kennedy Todd Williams is transferring out of North Carolina. Obviously, we'll keep tabs on it and see where she lands. And hopefully, both these ladies, both she and Destiny Adams, find a great place to go. All right. As always, we want to end our Friday show with the heels of the week, both the good and the boo, the bad. Last week, that was me. I had to give myself the bad heel of the week. (laughs) Um, And so this week's yay positive heel of the week is the North Carolina basketball fans for the men's team. Uh, some, Some numbers came out this week, and North Carolina had the number one average attendance in all of Division I all 363 teams of men's division one at 19,890 per game. Now, listen, here's the deal. I know part of that is that the Smith center is quite frankly, way too big. Um, Carolina should, is, I think should start looking at a little bit of a smaller venue, whether that's a new venue or cutting the Smith center down some, but even still that's, pacing that's getting by Kentucky that's getting by Syracuse these other schools that have a lot a lot a lot of people come and also what I love about this for North Carolina is that the Carolina family did this in a down year for the Tar Heels they still were the number one team in all of division one in average attendance that's something to be proud of and impressed by and I just want to commend the Carolina family on showing up and showing out even in a year where the Tar Heels didn't even make the NCAA tournament. That's impressive. Let's do it again next year, but let's make the NCAA tournament. Okay, the boo, the bad heels of the week. Like, ugh, you're a heel. That's what we're talking about here. It's it's groups of people that just can't let anything be happy. <laughs> like, I, I hope that's not you. But, for example, I've seen when Armando announced he was coming back, I've seen so So many people, like the vast majority of people are happy for Mondo, are happy for the team, are happy for themselves as fans. But there's other people that just can't be happy. And and I don't get it. Like, let a young man make a decision and support it. Be happy for him that he's able to come back to school another year and get more education and make more money. Sure, you wish he'd make more layups around the rim and you wish his ankles wouldn't fall apart sometimes, but... Be happy for this young man. And on the flip side of that, I've also seen people bagging on the the four young men that have decided to transfer out of the program in uh, Tyler Nichol and Justin McCoy and Don Trez and Puff Johnson. Same thing, like you'd love them to stay around. But but this is the game now. Unfortunately, student-athletes leave even when you think they shouldn't. 
But again, it's not up to you and me. It's up to them and the coaching staff and their families. And for example, like from what I've read from the, the conversations Puff Johnson and Coach Davis had, it's like, hey, we'd love for you to be this guy. But your body's not holding up, right? And so we can't depend on you. And we need somebody we can depend on at that three position or four if we're playing small ball. That that whose body is reliable and who can step out and hit a three at a high volume and at 35 to 40%. And that's just not been puff. You'd love it to be, but it's not been. And so it is what it is. Like, and I don't want the Carolina family to think this is just us. You know who else has already had four transfers out of their program? The defending national champion, Kansas Jayhawks. They have the exact same amount of transfers as North Carolina, and they had a great year. It's just part of college athletics right now, and we all have to come to grips with that or move on. Like, I think that's the other thing is like, if, if that's not something that you can get behind, I get that. It's not college sports. That's as all it's been. But maybe that just means it's time to find something new. And I don't want to do that. I want to try to adjust. I frankly, hand up. I don't love it either. But it is the state of college athletics right now. So we do it. But I, I just want to ask you, before you take to Twitter or Facebook or whatever, to bash Armando for coming back or bash the young men for transferring out. Just, just remember the pressure they're under and the things that they're going through as well. Love these guys. So thankful for everything they've given to the program and hopefully they will each find a great landing spot. And so thankful that Armando's coming back and hopefully he will be the anchor for a great run next season. Well, friends, that's it for today's episode of locked on Tar Heels and this week of locked on Tar Heels as well you can follow the show on twitter at locked on heels you can follow me on twitter at isaac shade email the show locked on tar heels at gmail.com please don't forget to subscribe smash the like button and leave some comments on your thoughts about what rj should do for your next listen check out our brand new podcast on the locked on network locked on college basketball where myself and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know from around the college basketball landscape five days a week just like this show although we're doing seven days a week during the tournament come on and join us available on YouTube and anywhere else you get podcasts folks thanks so much for joining me again this week on Locked on Tar Heels want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel until next week peace peace